Welcome back, fight fans, to another episode of the Ultimate MMA Podcast. I hope you're all well. We're going to be sinking our teeth into the world of MMA this week, talking this weekend's UFC card, the Bellator rankings, and UFC 259. As always, I'm your host, Jake Jones, and today I am without my right-hand man. Yes, that's right, no Sean this week. So what are we going to do? Well, luckily for myself and all you listeners out there, we have a very, very special guest on the show this week, and this will be making one of the best episodes we have had to date. He's one of the most dangerous men in the world of MMA. Many regard him as the next Bellator middleweight champion of the world. I included there. He is the brother of the UFC welterweight title contender, Leon Edwards. It's none other than the assassin, Fabian Edwards. How are you, mate? I'm doing good. I love the introduction. <laughs> mate, always try it, but very well-deserved introduction. I'm honestly so glad to have you on the show, man. Uh, we're going to crack into the world of MMA later, but we can't yeah. have you on and not delve into what's going on in the world of Fabian Edwards. How's everything going at the moment? How's training? Things are going right. It's been going all right. Um, we've been able to train just yeah. during this lockdown, so everything everything been going good. You know, improving the skills and um, and getting ready for this. I got an up and coming fight potentially. I can't say who, but yeah, just getting ready for that. Oh, mate, no, that's good to hear. As I said, I appreciate you can't say who yet, but I'm glad to hear that you have something booked up. Um, I mean, last time we saw you fight was back in September as a headliner for Bellator Milan. How's things been since then? Obviously, it's been quite a long layoff for most people. Luckily, you were able to fight on that card. Um, things just been a bit... Obviously, considering um, you can't compete, everything's been all right. I've been enjoying um, my family and I've been trading hard. You know, um, just, trying to, just trying to make... Literally correct all the mistakes I felt like I made in the fight and and change what needs to be changed so I can I can get my hands raised the next time. Well, I mean, let's talk about it. you fought a very good fight against the now 13 Duke and Costello Vancinas, and that was a bout that was just edged in split decision for your opponent. Now that was your first professional MMA loss. How was it mm. taking that in, especially after such a close competitive fight? Um. I was sad. I can't lie. You know, what I mean? <laughs> fucking. Obviously, when you're passionate about something and you put the work in and you come up short, you're gonna feel a certain way. Mm. You know. So, yeah, I I was sad for a bit, but I just got back into the gym and got back working. You know, I'm not I'm not one to dwell on things for long. Mm. I um I deal with it and I move on. So, yeah, I I just I just learned from it. You know, I really did learn from that from that fight, and I can't wait. I can't wait to go out there and show what I'm going to do the next time. I mean, you mentioned a second ago that you felt that there was a few things that you could have worked on from it. Was there mm. any particular thing in the fight, any moment in the fight that you felt uh, lost it for you? Or? Um, I felt like the leg kicks, you know, um, even though for me personally, they, they, weren't, um, they weren't hurting, but I was being a bit stubborn, you know, like I'm sure. a bit more... I normally I move a bit more and I make people miss, but I was just trying to be a bit more stubborn and um, I'm just being aggressive because I've realised with a lot of my opponents, they're scared. They're scared at first, but because I don't engage straight away, it made them grow in confidence. You know, so I just realised I have to put it on these guys straight away and, and start playing around. Well, MMA is a game of mindsets and you have one of the strongest there. I don't think we've ever seen you intimidated by an opponent. And if you oh, no there, chance. Well, exactly, and if you get in there and that you you notice that you that they're feeling the pressure, as I said, you've got to put that on straight away. So that's hopefully something we see. Um, I know you just mentioned there you have a fight coming up. You can't say who, but that's yeah. hope, I'm hoping that's something we see. Uh, can you give us any indication on dates for the fight or any rough idea? Um, it should be about May, coming towards the end of May. Love you know, so um, 
Yeah. Would that be European or in America? <laughs> now we're, we're going for um, America. Oh. Trying to make an American debut, so... Yeah, that'd be a, that. it'd be a good one, man. People like this one. I like this one, so... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Mate, it's going to be awesome making an American debut as well, because that's... Uh, yeah. It, it was amazing to see the other day on, on the Bellator MMA page. It literally said about the new rankings, and you were on there as one of the top five in the middleweights. Um, it's, you're going to smash America when you get there, um, and I'm sure... You'll be bringing the character, you'll be bringing Fabian Edwards to them. Yeah. They'll love it. Um, <laughs> They'll have a love it, I hate it, you know what I mean? Fuck it. <laughs> but I don't that, care. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I've always said about you guys. I think you and Neon get a hard time with, is when you say love it or hate it, I think some people do like to hate on you guys, but you can't deny what you guys are doing in the sport. Two of the biggest draws throughout both promotions. Um, yeah. What you guys are doing for UK MMA, especially, is absolutely awesome. Um, before we go on to all that, one thing I want to say about uh, Costello. If Costello is the next guy to face Gegard um, for the title, who do you think takes it? And, and who would you like out of the two? Would you prefer a rematch with Costello or would you prefer the matchup with Musasi? I think um, Musasi will take it, you know, but if I'm honest, I want my rematch. <laughs> revenge, revenge is sweet, you know, so yeah, I would love that rematch, but also I'd love to, to go in there and take out a legend in the sport, the element, you know, so. That'd it's a awesome, yeah. yeah, that'd be a fight I'd, I'd love to I'd love to have, but I reckon I'll have it down unless he retires. I reckon I'll have that fight down the line. No, I totally agree. I think I think no doubt you'll get both them fights. Another rematch with um, Costello and the, the fight with Gegard, but whether or not that's the next fight, it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, is there the within that top five picture? I know you said you can't give an exact name, but um, is is it one of them guys who who featured on that? Uh, <laughs> if I say that, you can, you know what I mean. Work out maybe. Yeah, you can work it out, you know. So I'm like, mm, I don't want to give too much, you know what I mean, until until I'm allowed. Yeah, until yeah, I'm no. allowed. You, then just find thing on that. Do you know when you're when they're going to look to announce the fight? Um, we're just waiting for a, just waiting to um, I think next week or the week after, you know. So um, yeah, it shouldn't be too long. Mate, shouldn't be too long. Wicked. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, yeah. Now, I mentioned it a second ago, but the Edwards brothers are without a doubt two of the most marketable duos in the sport. And something that I'm praying for is you two both to become the champions in your respective promotions. As I, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I think that'll be making history, um, at least in modern day MMA. So the Gracies and the Shamrocks might have something to call on there. But I think you two would become the first two brothers to hold the belts at the same time in respective promotions. Is that the goal? Yeah, that is definitely the goal. You know what I mean? Um, my brother's my brother's one fight away. I'm, I'm a couple fight away, so yeah. that's definitely the goal, and I believe we'll achieve it. There's no other brothers in the sport that's that's killing it as much as we are. You know what I mean? Like either one's good and one's not so good, but there's not two brothers that I can think of off the top of my head that's going to be champions. No, I think I can totally agree with you there. If it, it's a roll off the top of your head, I don't think there's any two brothers who are in that top five picture in their respective promotions. And yeah. And even with the record you guys have, it's not as if it's kind of like later on in the career. You guys are still haven't reached your peak in it yet. And that's what's yeah. really awesome about it, man. Um, talking about what is the formula for you two? What got you guys into fighting? Um, my brother started when he was 16. You know, he, he, got, he, got, kicked over, he got kicked out of college for fighting. <laughs> and, then, um, and then the gym opened up and he just kind of said, Mom, please let me go. Three them ago, and then that's how his journey started. You know, my journey never started until 
I don't know, probably like six, seven years after that. Man, that you know, so crazy. if I started, because I, I started MMA when I was 22, you know what I mean? He started when he was 16. You hadn't done any training before that? I had a few street fights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you class that. I don't know if class that training. <laughs> Proper training, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? But apart from that though, nah, I've never done anything like, nah, any, anything like that. Well, I think, I think there are people like yourself who are genuinely just, firstly, gifted in sport, but secondly, yeah. have that grip in them that, that, that can just fight and, and, and has that natural ability. I, I know another one, Ian Gary, who's coming up in cage wars at the moment. Oh, yeah. Thing. Ian, Ian didn't get into the sport until McGregor came around. So then that's what made him train. So that's, I mean, there are some natural people who are just firstly incredible fighters, but also have that skill that anyone who might've been training six, seven years just don't have just yet. Yeah. Now, something I saw earlier and it was awesome, man. Um, the, the BT sport video that they put out of Leon and yours heritage. Yeah. I mean, when you saw that, how did that make you feel? Cause that must've been spine tingling for you guys. No, it was, it was, I didn't know it was coming out, <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? So it was, um, to see it come out, I knew there was a video, but I didn't know it was making a video like that. So it was, um, it was, it was good to see. It's good to see all the, um, the media guys and everyone's game behind Leon. Yeah. You know, like normally it's fine and, and they promote him, but they don't promote him as much as they should. So it's good to see that they're, they're, they're finally doing it. Absolutely, man. And I mean... How, how close is the relationship between you and Leon? Obviously, close as brothers can be anyway, but in terms of your guys' MMA career together, how much do you guys uh, lean on each other? You're both even similar weights. How, how much do you guys train with each other? We train um, loads together, you know. Obviously, we do our one-to-one work. We're both with the same coaches. All our coaches are the same. You know, um, and yeah, like, whenever I need help or I need to ask for something, I know I can always rely on him, you know, and it's vice versa. So there's no better, like I said, no better person to have in the sport than your brother because you know when he's saying something, he's not saying it just for the sake of it. He's saying it because he really cares. So yeah. it's good to have that. Guy who knows you best. And it, but yeah. what I to mention there, not only the Leon's family, but you guys sound like renegade jiu-jitsu. I mean, I've been down there a few times. For me, it is the top gym in the UK in the moment. In terms of course. Of ability. Um you guys are like a family there as well, man. What What's it like being part of Renegade? It's just to have a team that's just helpful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To have a team that's um that's just, there's no ego. Because you know you go to a lot of gyms and there's always that one guy. Or to have a team where everyone can just mess around in a sense of, I can say something and no one takes it offensive. But also, everyone's willing to come in and help each other. It's yeah, just yeah. the best way. And I feel like that's the reason why we've we've gained so much success. You know what I mean? It's um, it's not because of our physical attributes. It's it's because how open everyone is. You know, if I know something or if I see something, I don't feel a certain way to go over to go over to somebody and say, "Ah, oh, try this," and don't and they don't look at me. I think, "Who the, who the fuck are you talking?" You know what I mean? They take the information. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because some gyms it's like that. Yeah. You try to give them information and they look at you like. Uh, you are you so <laughs> to have no egos down the gym is just yeah. it's perfect man you can see the result I mean correct me if I'm wrong but you've got at least two world champions you've got Natty Fredericks down there yeah uh, oh sorry Jai obviously previously champion at Cage Rose and then yourself and Leon both on the verge of that belt and you know, as I said in your respective promotions people do need to realise that Renegade have just the killers coming up at the moment and the way you guys train and even not even just the way you guys train but 
the actual people who were coming out there, like, take Natty's last performance. Oh, yeah, brutal. Terrifying. Absolutely. So it's awesome to see. Um, now, I, I've actually interviewed Jai before, um, and one of the of my biggest upsets last year was Jai's loss. Um, oh, yeah. Man, that was, that. It, watching that sapped everything out of me. Um, it was a bad loss to try and Aldo. How did you guys see that as a team? Obviously, the team's going to take losses anyway, but for the, for it to happen in that manner, um, uh, one thing I felt was that Herb stoppage was was quite poor. Um, yeah. What did, what did you guys feel? Uh, it was just like you say, he was doing so. He was doing so great. You know, I mean, especially fight, in the, no yeah, winning. You know, what I mean, doing doing what Jai does, and um, to see him get caught like that, to see team get caught like that is horrible. You know what I mean? Especially seeing the amount of work that he put that he puts in. Yeah. But he's just he's got that attitude, man. That's just it is what it is, attitude, you know what I mean? He come back in the gym and fix that mistake and, and he works hard. So it's good when he got someone with that mentality where it's like you got a winner's mentality, that killer that killer's mentality. But at the same time, if you if you come to a roadblock, you don't just stop, you end up working it out, you know what I mean? So it's good to have that mentality. And you see, you see his improvements in his next fight. And how how's Jai getting on now? I know he um he had some time off as well because him and Jay have had a kid together, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh man, and, that's awesome. And he's engaged. You know what I mean, so he's had a lot going on in his personal <laughs> life. Yeah, you know? wicked man. No, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it's going well for him because I said there's no doubt when he's back, it's going to be awesome. Another guy contending for a boat in the future for Renegade. Yeah. Well, let's move on to covering some topics out there um, in the MMA world at the moment. Now, first and foremost, a really interesting development that I want to involve you with massively, the BBC Bellator deal and the Bellator rankings. So, first of all, give us your thoughts on the on the deal with the BBC in the UK. It's big, you know, um, especially for, like, just your, your everyday Joe. To see to see that comes on, come on the, um, the BBC, that can draw a lot of eyes to the sport. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So then it's up to people like me to go on there and perform. You know what Which I mean? Is, it's so this, yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. So You must be excited for that as well because obviously you're used to being on the TV now, but people like Sky, BBC, a lot of more of the UK televised uh, companies are going to be coming in and requesting interviews and I'm sure your media time is going to be taken up a bit more now. Yeah. How are you uh, feeling about approaching that? I'm fine with all of that. You know what I mean? Um, to be honest, ever since I've... Ever since I've landed at Flying Knee, I've had a few interviews, so I'm starting to get used to it all, man. It's yeah. just, you, you just have to relax and just show your personality. You As know? I say, when you, when you land a Flying Knee like that and it's televised, I mean, I think that's pretty, <laughs> that goes down pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Now, another thing you mentioned there, um, the Bellator rankings. As I said, we mentioned a bit earlier, um, I saw yourself, uh, John Salter, Costello, Tokov and Vanderford all feature on this top five. Where do you see yourself, not sitting uh, in the rankings, where do you see yourself sitting there? Um, it's hard to like, I think I'm number one in it, but at the same time, everyone else is going to say that, mm. you know, but if you're looking at it, it's, um, I think it's still than one last in the Bellator career. I've had one last, I think I've had the same amount of fire, more fights than him, yep. you know, so like, I don't know, I'm saying me number one, Costello number two. I don't know about that Tukov or, t or what's his name. I don't really know Tukov. much about him, if I'm honest. Yeah, and then Salter yeah, I mean, and Vanderford. I mean, Vanderford's an interesting one because obviously he's come up quite come up. recently as well. Yeah. Um, now, that's about that I'd like to see you, you have down the line as well. Um, yeah. Just because Vanderford's another guy who, who has brings a bit of character. Um, and I think you guys oppose each other quite well um, and be a very good matchup. So 
hopefully we get to see face everyone in that top five. <laughs> hopefully. Sure it's the future. Um, as I said, if you get a win under your belt, maybe one or two away, surely you are going to be calling for that title. Yeah, 100%. I believe this. I believe two wins, you know, two dominant wins and yeah. and I'm getting that I'm getting that title shot and I'm going to, and I'm walking away with it. So it's where all on you, me now. Where would you prefer the title? If it, if it came up in America or in in the UK, but say there's a time difference. Say say America's a month down the line, the UK's 3 months. What would you prefer? I'll go UK, man, cuz if, if we're going to do UK and the fans there, that's it, you know what I mean? That's it like it'd be better to win it around yeah, UK supporters and then over America, you know. I was about to say one one thing I love about Renegade again. Uh, I've been at Nat, when Natty won the belt at Cage Warriors, mate. You guys bring a crowd down for sure. Some yeah. of, some of that some of your guys' team was down there in the crowd and, and said it was awesome to see. So if you can get even in Birmingham, Bellator, man, that oh, would be, be mad, mate. That would be headline bout for the title. Yeah. Awesome. That'd um, be mad. Now one just final thing to sign on with the Bellator BBC deal. Uh, I, I've said this for a long time now. I think Bellator are going to take over the European scene. I think the, the calibre of talent they've invested in, they have had to let a bit go at the moment. But yeah. in, in terms of their top talent, I mean, for me, if you compare that to some of the stars in Cage Rows, I do think Bellator have the edge there at the moment. Um, I think we might see... Of course. <laughs> but of I think course. we will see them take over the European MMA market. Now, you will be one of the leading guys uh, for that. Is that just reveling in the stardom and just enjoying it? And, and uh, are you ready to take all that on? Yeah, that's just to me. That's just that's what I envisioned, anyways. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm ready for I'm ready for all of that. You know, but to be honest, yeah, too, to the the Bellator European fighters would murder the would murder the cage the cage warriors fighters. <laughs> but I'm just saying that confidently. You know what I mean? If anyone want to challenge, we can challenge. You know what I mean? So I don't really mind, but. But yeah, it's um, Bellator's death was took over for my, in my opinion, the European scene. Man, I would love to see any of them Cage Warriors stars. If they want to come up and then say, right, I want to face you, man. It'd be awesome to see. Um, but yeah. It will be them challenging, not you guys challenging. Another thing to sign on with uh, UFC 259 last weekend, the top yeah. three bouts. Just want to get a quick thought on on them. Now, firstly, the bout um, Adesanya being a middleweight fighter, it's, it's your division essentially. Um, what did you think about him stepping up to light heavyweight and, and what do you think about the fight with Blashevich? Um, I think it was, you know, it was um it was brave of him to, brave of him to do it, but mm. I reckon he could have, he should have took his time and put a bit more weight on it and everything like that. I was quite you know, surprised he came in at two oh one and two oh one and a half. Is that yeah, everything, yeah. is that everything you'd consider as stepping up to light heavy? I would, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look like Rampage Jackson. You know when, he, <laughs> when yeah. he went to was it heavyweight? Or like I don't know what weight, and his head was the round. I wouldn't look like that. You know what I mean? I make sure I do it the proper. I make sure I do it the proper way. So like um, yeah. If I I, I, I like to step up. I've got a few like heavyweight in the gym, and they've, they've said, yeah. I feel strong, especially especially when, especially when I'm like a hundred kgs. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty strong. So that's and something I love to challenge for in the future. Absolutely, mate. I think that'd be awesome to see you there. Now, another interesting thing that's come from UFC 259, Megan Anderson, the Australian fighter. Yeah, that's um, mad. That's mad. It's free market now, though. So she has, um, she's now a free agent. Her, her contract with the UFC has come up, and she said she's looking at other promotions. Now, Bellator obviously have a decent featherweight division going on at the moment. Yeah. And supposedly, it was always meant to be Anderson versus Cyborg. That's why she was supposedly brought into the UFC. The fight was just never made. 
what do you think about that? Would you like to see Anderson uh, cross into cross into Bellator now? Yeah, it'd be good. You know, like you say, we have guy um a good one one forty five in it. We yeah. got a good one forty five uh, female division, so she should come up. She should come over. You know what I mean? She should come over. I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised that she's um she's a free agent now. But yeah, so uh, be interesting. I think I'm surprised the UFC have kept the featherweight division but taken her out of it. If they had to yeah. be disbanding the division completely, fair. But I think he, she was one of their biggest draws in it. And the third about to talk about the bantamweight fight. Now, me and you spoke about knees a minute ago and ones that do land perfectly. Um, <laughs> then you have this one where it's not meant to land. <laughs> what did you think about the knee between Sterling and uh, Jan? Yeah, um, it was intentional, in it? Like, we all know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I believe... I believe Sterling done. I believe he done the right thing in it because if you hurt, no one knows how hurt he was. Mm. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, being tired, you feel the shots even more than when you than when you fresh. Sure. You know what I mean? But it's um, it's just when he's seen it, he was like, what? What the? F-? You know <laughs> when it, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So it was kind of it was bizarre to see that happen, like I, him do it. Well, it, I think it was also because at that high level, when you kind of see him ask his coaches, "Do I hit him?" You think, surely you should know this anyway. Surely. Yeah. And then obviously, from what went on there, it's just a shame because I, I think Jan was winning the fight. I think Sterling did the right thing as well. I think he played... I, I think he knew he wasn't going to get back into this fight. So take take yeah. him in there. And then there will be a rematch down the line. We can only hope for. But So it's good to see... You'll always give your honest opinion. It was good to see that you, you, you think Sterling does the right thing. Because I know some people have also said that he's completely acting and that he's going to get an Oscar for it. So... <laughs> um, but you know what though I, I've said to people go, go on your knees and let me knee you in the head and then and then I want you to and then, and then I want you to carry on and fight you know what I mean so I'd like to see someone in that situation yeah mate I would not be volunteering as tribute there not at all <laughs> not him <laughs> no but I do get you as I said if he'd got up straight away and then got knocked out then you couldn't you couldn't say that wouldn't have played a factor in it so as I said, I think the rematch has to happen, but yes, it was the right decision. Um, right, saving the best till last, though. I cannot wait to talk about this. UFC fight night this weekend. Your brother, Leon Edwards, is headlining against the 13th-ranked Bilal Muhammad. Firstly, how's Leon feeling at the moment? How's his training gone? And I know, I know, so you're not out there with him? Hello? Hello, mate. Oh, yeah, um, his training's been great. Like I was saying, um, before he went... Um, on the Monday, we like me and another teammate on him, and he's doing like um, I'm in, I'm in on the wall, like a little circuit. I'm in on the wall, I'm in it striking all of that. Mm. He done five rounds of that, and he was just looking sharp. You know what I mean? Like just felt sharp and just felt strong. He's, you've seen the shape he's in. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. the best shape we've ever seen him in. I saw and I thought, fucking hell, this. Yeah. I am excited to see that. Yeah. Despite it was, I think it's 425 days out of the octagon. Yeah. He looks in. Pro- he, he looks like he stepped in it yesterday. So yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing that. Um, I mean, one massive thing that I wanted to get into, um, and it's a personal opinion of mine. And it's something that I said. I'm not just saying because you're on the show. I've said it throughout my recent podcasts and other shows I featured on. I felt that Leon deserves so much more than the Chimaya fight. I think he already deserves his title shot. Um, yeah. And for me, it seems like he kind of had to take that fight. Um, it was a strange period where it was reported that Leon had gone out of the rankings, but then he'd accepted the fight, so then he was ranked again. Can you shine any light on what happened with that situation and, and if Leon was initially happy to take the fight? Obviously, we were trying to go for a top 
you know what I mean, like a top two or, mm. or number one. And um, he's the he's the guy that Dana White loves at the moment. So they were just trying to force that fight. You know what I mean? And um, it just is what it, it just is what it is. You know, they they just kind of forced, kind of like forcing his hand. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's kind of just just done what he had to do, sort of thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah. just a it's a fight game sometimes, man. Sometimes you don't get your own way, and you just have to buckle up and, and crack on with it. Well, and um, yeah. Well, that's that's something that I I felt I felt the fight was out of order because I don't think we've ever seen an unranked guy go from three fights in the sport <laughs> to third ranked contender in his fourth bout. This madness. Then, well, exactly. And bearing in mind, Leon is the guy that everyone called for, saying that he deserves a title shot next after like an eight fight winning streak and all. For me, it just it kind of made me go, come on. Did... Yeah, it's madness. And and I would also expect, not that there should be favourable kind of people they, they lean towards, but Leon is a guy who could boost their UK market massively. So the fact that it felt like maybe selling him out a little bit, that they're trying to then push Chimaev. And for me, I just felt, I, I don't know how it got to that situation. because Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, yeah, so it's the game behind the wrong guys, man, because you've got a guy with an A eight fight winning streak you know what I mean like the third longest or something like that in the world to weight history and you're not pushing him but the, the UFC sometimes sometimes just move up is strange you know what I mean because like I say people got no reason not to like my brother but they just find a reason or they'll go with the crowd you know what I mean so it's just yeah, it's weird but it is what it is mate that's why I try and be outspoken on it because I don't want to be saying something to one person not to another because yeah. everyone can have their own opinion it's great but there are people who follow the herd and that's oh, not yeah, great. yeah. I don't even know why yeah exactly I don't, I don't think he's done anything um, and so just to confirm that something that I, I was going to ask do you feel that the UFC treated on Leon harshly because I was going to shine on he called for a title shot he beats De Sanyos. the London headliner against Wood- Woodley is called off because of Covid not because of Leon because of Covid and then his Kazmat fight is called off twice I mean as you just said, what else can can Leon do to be this four hundred twenty five day hiatus? Isn't just Leon. This is a, a, a culmination of things. So yes, sorry. Sorry. So after that, do you feel the UFC do treat Leon harshly, or in the, in recent years have? No, they have. You know, that's what I mean. That, that's what I'm saying. The re, um the fact that there've been so much media around that around this fight, even though the opponent ain't big. Yeah. You can see all the media is focused on Leon, so it's good to see that it's about time. You know, he's he's been in, he's, he's been working, he's been doing all the right things, he's been winning, yeah. and they just haven't really got behind him. Don't know the reason why. Yeah. You know, but it's good. It's good to see now. Um, I knew there was a time where the fight was called off because Leon caught COVID, and reports suggest that he lost up to twelve pounds there. Yeah. How, how is he now? Um, and and. and do you reckon that is any of that playing in his recovery? But I guess we've seen photos. It doesn't seem like it has. <laughs> Mate, I've seen the shape. I've yeah. seen the shape. There's no more COVID, man. He, um, he recovered. He recovered after. But um, yeah, he's in, he's in great shape now. None of that matters now, you know? Yeah. So with the fight with Bilal, I mean, both are 18 and 3. But the level of guys Leon's beat for me is so much more. I'm calling a 50-45. Um, I think yeah. Leon's going to dominate it. How do you see the fight going down? I see a stoppage, man. You know, what I mean, he's hungry. He's um, he's been he's been nasty in his training and his preparation. So, this when a guy is like that, and he's been out of the cage for long at the level that my brother's on, I can just see a stoppage. You know, um, I feel like Bilal's gonna come. He's gonna try it. 
you know, because he's a game opponent. Yeah. But once he feels feels the power, he'll he'll know, you know. So I believe it'll be a second or third round stoppage. Yeah, I, I mean, one thing that Leon's known for against the Nelson fight was that elbow. Yeah. If he can land that and and it finish him, I mean, this uh, is gonna be awesome. And yeah. I mentioned earlier, no disrespect to Woodley, I'd have loved to see the fight with Woodley. Considering Woodley's recent uh, performances, I think that would have been a very good fight for Leon as well. Um, I think that would have been a good win for him to get over the former champ. As I said, he previously fought to Sanjos Fort 425 days ago. Um, he has showcased a massive skill set that is all well-rounded um, everywhere. And that's why I do think, don't get me wrong, Bilal's game, he's a good fighter. But I just don't see how he can beat Leon in any department. Um, so yeah. yeah, carry on. Yeah, no, he can't. He can't, man. You know, like, you know, he's just... When a guy's well-rounded, he's a, and he's strong, and he's good, like, he's good in all areas, it's hard to beat them guys, you know what I mean? Everyone looks at the... Everyone trying to look at the... um The... The Osman fight. That's like six, six and a half, seven years ago, that doesn't... Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't look at those fights. You have to look at how someone came back, and since that fight, he's been undefeated. Exactly. You know, so that goes to show. No doubt that that fight should be made again. Um, yeah. Well, talk about that. It's been reported today that if Leon wins this, he will get the title shot. That's what Dana has said. Does that add any more to this fight for Leon? Or was Leon already under the impression that if he wins this fight, he's getting the title shot anyway? Now, we've been saying to him, like, listen, it doesn't matter. Even with his Kazmat fight, as much as we didn't want it because it didn't make sense. Mm. But we said to him, just look at this as his title fight. You know what I mean? Just yeah. look at it with that mind frame. So... That's how he's approaching this fight as well. He don't care about the opponents. It's all about him in there. On Saturday night dinner, he's going to show his best. <laughs> I love that. Saturday night dinner, that's wicked. I mean, I that's what I totally agree with here as well, is that um, I think a lot of people have questioned, because Mohammed's uh, ranked 13th, is is this going to push him to the title? We asked it the other day, and I'm glad to hear that, regardless now, Leon's always been in the mind frame that the next fight is for the belt. So that's going to be wicked. Um, just one thing to, to talk about, other than the Usman fight, I know that rematch needs to be made. The other fight that a lot of people talk about is the one with Jorge Masvidal. London two years back, there was a little scuffle between them backstage. Um, is that a fight that Leon also wants? Is that particularly any uh, blood in that that he wants there? Of course, that is what it is. There's no point even talking about it because that man's scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's scared, man. You know, obviously, to the, to the casual, they see that stuff happen. And they think, oh, but at the end of the day, if you believe that you're the better, the better fighter, after causing, after causing that for no reason, you should step in there and fight and show everyone, okay, then I'm not just, you know what I mean? This street Judas or whatever fucking Colby calls him, he's just a Judas, you know what I mean? So the fact that he didn't want to step in there and fight somebody fair, fair on fair, he goes to show what type of person he is, you know what I mean? Well, hopefully Leon gets a win, gets his title fight, and then Masvidal can step up and try and take it. Because um, I think that will also be a fight. Not only that's a super fight, everyone will watch it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be a very, very good matchup. Um, and yeah. I'm glad that you you and Leon want it, and, and it still has that fire in it. It's not just, uh, it doesn't matter, it's still, as you said, it, it was a bit of shithousery a couple of years back. So hopefully now we get to see it uh, put in the, uh, face-to-face in the cage. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Right, well, that what an episode this has been. Um, sadly, now that is all we have time for, but I just want to say, mate, thank you so, so much for joining in on this, mate. This is this has been one of my favourite episodes to date. Um, thank you so much for your time with it, mate. Is there anything you want to sign off with at all um, 
I said, I know, obviously, hopefully there'll be time where we hear your fight soon. Um, yeah. Just just keep an eye out for that, I guess. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, thanks for having me. And, and yeah, everyone in all the middleweights in Bellator are dead. <laughs> no, yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> That's it. Short and simple. I love it, mate. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ultimate MMA podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to us. And be sure to let us know any feedback you have for the podcast. But for now, that is our time with Fabian done. Thank you very much, guys.